0: Hey Folks! Welcome to Undefined. This is your host Webov, and it's a podcast where we discuss pretty much everything that's in our universe that is defined or undefined. And today we have something really interesting to talk about. But before getting into that, I want to share a little story with you about my childhood. Well, since the very beginning, I was a kind of a child who would so many questions. While I got the answers of some of them, there are still so many questions in my head that remain unanswered. So what I did was I started digging internet to look for the answers I wanted and yeah since then internet is my best friend and since they start I was so into aliens, pick words, and universe and whatnot that I would have given my soul and everything just to find these answers and and I have this very weird memory of myself at the age of 9 or 10 uh, where I would go to that pujaigar that everyone has at home and I would sit there and pray to those stones to which we call gods and hey god, please send some aliens to come and me because I really want to meet them and see what's in outer space and that is all because I used to hear about those cases of alien abductions every other day that I wanted to be one of them. I know I sound like an absolute idiot right now but at least now you know how curious I have always been about life and everything. I will definitely be talking about spaceships, alien, universe and so on and so forth in coming episodes but for now let's just assume that we don't know if alien exists or not and let's just dive into today's topic which is the Fermi Paradox. So everyone feels something when they are in a really good starry place on a really good starry night and they look up and, and just appreciate the beauty of it. So everyone feels something, right? So on one night, physicist Enrico Fermi, and yeah, I'm, I'm sizing on the word Fermi here because that's what it's all about. So one night, he was lying under the sky and he felt something too. And he said, where is everybody? Like, where is everyone in the universe? And I know, I started, the sky seems really vast. But, you know, we are only looking at our very local neighborhood. So, on the very best night, what we see is roughly around 100 millionth of the stars in our galaxy. And yeah, that's a fact. And almost all of them are less than 1000 light years away from us. And you know, it's just it's just 1% of the diameter of our Milky Way. Because our Milky Way's diameter is more than 100,000 light years. So, when we think about the topic of our stars and galaxies, a question that tantalizes most humans is that, Is there any other intelligent life out there? Okay, let's see. Let's put some numbers to it. So the observable universe is about 90 billion light-years in diameter. And there are at least 100 billion galaxies, each with 100 to 1000 billion stars. And recently, we have found out that planets are very common too. And there are probably trillions and trillions of habitable planets in the universe, which means there should be lots of opportunities for life to develop and exist, right? But you know what? Even if there are alien civilizations in other galaxies, there is no way we'll ever find out about them because everything outside of our direct, uh, direct galactic neighborhood, that so-called local group, is pretty much out of our reach forever. And the reason why I say this is because the expansion of the universe. Yep, you heard it right, the universe is still expanding and at the rate of light speed probably higher than that. So even if we had really fast spaceships like they can travel at light speed. It will be so hard for us to reach at the destination because that wouldn't be there anymore. So let's just focus on our galaxy that is Milky Way. So the Milky Way is our home galaxy and it has around 400 billion stars. And that's a lot of stars and there are about 20 billion sun-like stars in our Milky Way. And the math say that a fifth of them have an earth-sized planet and its habitable zone the area with the conditions that enables life to exist. And if only 0.1% of those planets have about life, there would be one million planets with life in the Milky Way. So should we say that we have neighbors? But wait, there's an organization called SETI, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. It's an it's an organization dedicated to listening to for those signals from other intelligent life. And if we are right, then there are at least 100,000 or more intelligent civilizations in our galaxy and even if a fraction of them are sending out radio waves or laser beams or other modes of attempting to contact us shouldn't CD's satellite picked up any signals by now but no it hasn't ever not even one so again the question arises where is everyone hiding let's see let's try to figure out like uh, so we know that big bang happened around 413 billion years ago right and our earth is around 4 billion years old So there are numerous chances that planet must have been born in the gap of 9 billion years, right? Uh, Now let's compare our 4 billion year old to a hypothetical 8 billion year old planet X. And if planet X has a similar story to Earth, let's look at where this uh, civilization would be today. I mean, just imagine the technology and the knowledge of a civilization only 1000 years ahead of us. Could be shocking, right? And a civilization 1 million years ahead of us? might be as incomprehensible to us as human culture is to chimpanzees. And the planet X is four billion years ahead of us. Yeah, billion with a B. So let's just imagine what kind of technology they would have by now. So there is something called save scale, which helps us group intelligent civilization into three broad categories. And it's by the amount of energy they use. So there are the three types of civilization according to theory. So the type 1 civilization has the ability to use all the energy on the planet we are not quite the type 1 civilization yet but yeah we are pretty close we will uh, reach their incoming say 100 to 200 years and then comes the type 2 civilization that can harness all the energy of their whole star but our brains can hardly imagine how someone would do this right but we have tried our best like imagining things like dyson sphere and we'll talk about dyson sphere we'll, uh, in some other podcast but for now let's just say. It's a kind of a mechanism that will fetch out all the power from a star. Now coming to the type 3 civilization that blows the other two away like accessing power comparable to that of the entire Milky Way galaxy. And if this is the level of advancement sounds really hard to believe. Remember planet X we talked about and there are 4 billion years of further development and if a civilization on planet X were similar to ours then they were able to survive all the way to type 3 level. The natural thought is that they would probably have mastered interstellar travel by now, possibly even colonizing the entire galaxy. And one hypothesis tells us how galactic colonization could happen it's by by creating machinery that can travel to other planets, spend 500 years or so self-replicating using the raw materials on their new planet and then send two replicas off to do the same thing. And even without traveling anywhere near the speed of light this process uh, would colonize the whole galaxy in say about 4 million years now these all are speculations you know it's it's on you if you want to believe them or not so now continuing to speculate and if if one percent of intelligent life survives long enough to become a potential galaxy colonizing type 3 civilization our calculation that we made so far suggests that there should be at least thousand type 3 civilizations in our galaxy alone And given the power of such a civilization, their presence would likely to be pretty noticeable, right? And yet, we see nothing, we hear nothing and we are visited by no one. Again, the question remains same, where is everyone? Guys, welcome to Fermi Paradox. Now we don't know if it's right or not, but the best we can do is figure out possible ways. And you know what, if you ask 10 different scientists what their hunch is about, the correct one, you will get 10 different answers. And you know when you hear about humans of past debating whether the earth was round or if the sun revolved around the earth or thinking that lightning happened because of the Jews and they seems so primitive and in the dark. That's about where we are with this topic. And now, now looking at the most uh, discussed possible explanations of Fermi Paradox, let's just divide them into two broad categories. The ones in which we assume that there is no sign of type 2 or type 3 civilizations because there are none, out, none of them out there and those which assume they are out there but we are not seeing or hearing anything from, for, from them because there are few reasons. Now talking about category 1, where we assume that uh, there are no such advanced civilizations out there, so those who subscribe to group 1, they believe in something called non-exclusivity problem. These people look at the math and which says there should be thousands or millions of higher civilizations and if they have their own reasons for not contacting us then at least one of them would be an exception to the rule and it would behave differently and we would become aware of their existence but it hasn't happened yet and that's why these people say that it must be because there are no super advanced civilizations and since the math suggests that there are thousands of them just in our own galaxy something else must be going on right and this something is called the create filter now what the f is create filter Well, the Great Filter is again a theory that says that at some point, from pre-life to type 3 intelligence, there's a wall that all or nearly all attempts at life hit. So there's some stage in long evolutionary process that is extremely unlikely or impossible for life to get beyond. That stage is called Great Filter. So, some believe that uh, maybe just the Great Filter is behind us, like we managed to surpass it, uh, which would mean it's extremely rare for life to make it to our level of intelligence. And this scenario explains why there are no type 3 civilizations, but it would also mean that we could be one of those few exceptions now we, we have made it this far. It means we have hope. So in this way, we can call ourselves special because we have surpassed the greater Wall. But when exactly did we do this? Like When exactly when we became special? one possibility is that the great filter could be at the very beginning like it might be incredibly incredibly unusable for life to begin at all another possibility is that the great filter could be uh, the jump from simple prokaryotic cell to complex eukaryotic cell now there, there are so many other possibilities but we have the time limit right so let's just focus on the important ones so the group one thinkers uh, if the great wall is not behind us the one hope we have is that the conditions in the universe are just recently for the first time uh, since the big bang reaching a place that would allow intelligence uh, life to develop. In this case, we and many other species may be on our way to super intelligence and it simply hasn't happened yet. Uh, we happen to be the rear here uh, at the right time or to become one of the first super intelligence civilizations. Now few people think that the great filter is ahead of us. Like we are neither rare nor early. It may be possible a gate filter must be in our future. This would suggest that life level evolves to where we are but that something prevents life from going much further and reaching high intelligence in almost all cases. And we are unlikely to be an exception. Like there will be a natural disaster in the future like gamma bust or something that will wipe us out completely. And yeah it seems scary but it might be possible who knows. So that was it about uh, Group 1 and now let's just talk about Group 2 who believe that their Type 2 and Type 3 civilization exist and they are out there. And the Group 2 explanation get rid of any notion that we are rare or special or first at anything. On the contrary, they believe in something called Mediocrity principle whose starting point is that there is nothing unusual or rare about the galaxy solar system or level of intelligence until the evidence proves otherwise. And they are also much less quick to assume that lack of evidence of higher intelligence life is the evidence of their non-existence, emphasizing the fact that our search for signals stretches only about 100 light years away from us, that is only 0.1% across the galaxy. So there are few possible reasons why we haven't heard from them. So the first possibility is that the super intelligent life have already visited Earth but before we were here. The second possibility say that the galaxy has been colonized but we live in some desolate rural area of the galaxy and that is why we don't hear from them the other possibility is that the entire concept of physical colonization is hilariously backward concept to a more advanced species it's like they are advanced but they are pretty happy on their planet and they don't want to go out and uh, to the cold uh, unexplored planets to live the rest of their lives and the other possibility is that there are scary predator civilizations out there and the most intelligent life knows better than to broadcast any uh, outgoing signals and advertise their location there's one more possibility that says that there are plenty of activity and noise out there but our technology is too primitive and we are listening for the wrong things. The other possibility is that higher civilizations are out there, like they are around us but we are too primitive to perceive them uh, and there is this guy Miki, who says something like this like uh, say there is an ant hill in the middle of the forest and right next to that ant hill they are buildings and a 10 lane superhighway. The question is would the ants be able to understand what a 10 lane superhighway means Uh, would the ants be able to understand the technology and the intentions of being buildings uh, the highway next to them so it's not that we can't pick up signals from the planet x it's just that we can't even comprehend what the beings from planet x are or what they're trying to do it's it's so beyond us that even if they try to you know enlighten us it would be like trying to teach ants about the internet and the other possibility is that we are receiving contact from the other intelligent life but the government is hiding it And in which I believe the most because growing up I've seen the proofs and that clearly depict that aliens do come to earth and they have some kind of deal with the government and we'll definitely talk about these in coming some other episodes, so let's just wait for them. And the last possibility is that we are completely wrong about our reality. Like there are a lot of ways we could just be totally off with everything we think and the universe might appear one way or be entirely something else or maybe we are the aliens and we we were planted here as an experiment or as a form of fertilizer. There's even a chance that we are all part of a computer simulation by some researchers from another world and other forms of life simply weren't programmed into the simulation. Given that my normal outlook is that humanity is a lonely orphan on a tiny rock in the middle of a desolate universe and the humbling fact is that we are probably not as smart as we think we are and the possibility that a lot of what uh, we are sure about might be wrong. And I think Fermi paradox story opens the door just a crack that maybe, just maybe there might be more to that story than we realize. But yeah, we st- we have still miles to go, or should I say light years to go, and so much to explore. And yeah, that was it for this episode. I hope you found it informational because I, I mean, what do I know? I'm all one by zero here.